The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving street-smart advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take their company, firm, or organization to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to create and grow great businesses that matter, those that do good and do well. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My model is, if you do what you always did, you will get what you always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your leadership and business. My guest today is Glenn Ramsey, a valued sponsor of the Business Edge and the founder of Inspire Nexus, a socially uh, inspirational network for those who want to discover the power of connecting, achieving their life goals, and living their dreams. Glenn brings a background as an entrepreneur launching an ultrasound imaging company that achieved annual sales of over $4 million within five years of its founding and is managing director of Seaview Medical Imaging. He now utilizes that background to mentor and prepare others for success. As a blind spot coach, he will give us insights into areas often overlooked that distinguish effective business owners from budding entrepreneurs. Our conversation will tap into your strategic plans, spur your creativity, and either confirm or disrupt existing processes. Welcome, Glenn. It's a pleasure to have you on this program. Answering the key question, are you and your business prepared for upcoming challenges and growth? Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Marsha. I'm excited to be here. Welcome, Business Edge. Well, let's start with a key question here, which is what are some differences between a business owner and an entrepreneur? Mm. An, a, a business owner is someone, a person or an entity whose focus is to run their business, operate their, their practices on what's currently or situationally happening uh, in their business. There, there, there isn't a, a direct focus on the future or the end game. There is a, a center focus of what's happening in the now. Uh. Making money, uh, selling products, figuring it out as you go, sort of a process. Uh, an entrepreneur is, is, a, is a person or an entity who runs a business in a, with a systematic process, one that has the end goal in mind, um, sets up systems, uh, processes that allow the, the matters of the day to be a part of the process, but not the process. And there's a continual uh, future focus and a method to measure and gauge uh, growth and success. So what you're saying is the distinction is, as I hear it, is that the business owner is operating in the now. How can I make money now? How can I satisfy my customers now? Where the entrepreneur 
is more future focused and looking at not only now, you know, what's happening now, but how can I build my business for the future? How can I, what kind of customers may I have in the future? Is that the difference? Have I, you know, or is there other distinctions as well? Yeah, there are uh, many, many other distinctions, but that is absolutely scratching the surface. And, uh, and, and really, it can go so much beyond that. But that's a perfect way for us to begin. Okay. And, you know, um, the other, the, you know, I think what will follow next is um, one of the things you talked about with me is that how uh, uh, business owners are operating their businesses uh, quite ineffectively. And, um, you know, there's, it, it, they do the predictable thing, but by doing the pre- predictable thing, they get misaligned and problems occur. So uh, what are some of those problems that can occur when you're operating in an ineffective way? Oh, goodness. You know, every entrepreneur, every business person, you know, can, can create a, a mission statement. They can produce a... A, a vision and values for their organization. Um, but in my coaching experience and my experience as an entrepreneur, what I have d- discovered consistently is that there is a almost a cyclical process where a business starts and it grows. And at some point along the journey, uh, there's a pivot, there's an evolution of how and, and who the business becomes. And in that process, there isn't a, re- a, a reflection to go back and, and ensure that who we were when we started as a, as a business is who we are now. And what often happens is that who we are now is operating differently versus who we were when we started. And the, the hiring practices, the business decisions, the the future projections are based on the original or old models originally created when the business was formed. And so, and so a business can have a mission statement, but it doesn't reflect the business practices. So you're saying that um, as the business evolves, that the company and the, the, the business owner and the management team needs to um, look back at their mission statement, at probably their visions, their priorities, their st- strategy, and reassess it um, because they've been working on, on their business based on what they, what they had come up with several years ago in the past, but the future might be different. Um, can you talk a little more about that? Um, sure, sure. I mean, you know, I, I think the best way to elaborate is just to give an example. Like I, I coached a client who, who uh, took over a family business, uh-huh. and the family business, you know, had their mission, they had their uh, vision, but that was the mission and the vision of the founder who was the grandfather of the organization. And so the new um, you know, organizational leader, the grandson, comes into play and uh, has all of these uh, uh, wonderful ideas of how to grow the business and didn't fully connect with what was the the overarching purpose, vision of the organization and how it could be modified to suit the new direction. Oh. And, so, and so operating a, the same business under a new direction and under a new strategy, they were literally operating without a mission and vision. Ah, okay. and, so, and so, and so th- th- there was this perpetual breakdown of, of morale. There was mm-hmm. a breakdown of of, of productivity mm-hmm. and they were receiving lackluster results and no one could figure out uh, <laughs> what was the reason why they weren't producing. They had been doing this for so long and mm-hmm. they sort of flatlined over time and it wasn't until they, you know, was courageous enough to put their pride aside and say, you know, we really want to figure out what's our, bl- what's our blind spot, 
what is the missing link here? Let's get uh, Glenn in here to figure out exactly what is really going on and give us a, a view that perhaps we're not seeing. And, and after, you know, analysis, you know, observation and collection of what's really happening, I was able to present to them a, a completely different view and allow them to reassess and recreate their strategy. Well, you know, this goes back to, it's a perfect example of my motto, which is, if you do what you've always did, you will get what you always got. Therefore, you have to move outside of your comfort zone. And I think yeah. that's what you were helping them do, is to look at what they've always done, what's working, what's not working, and if it's not working, you have to d do something else. And that requires moving them out of their comfort zone. Um, just talking a bit about that, was it difficult for them to move out of their comfort zone or was it e easy for them? It was rather difficult because, <laughs> because moving out of the comfort zone usually means moving when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, 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 and every entrepreneur in business can attest to this. When, when your business is generating income, when you're making money, you're not mm -hmm. really... Uh, interested or excited to change things. If it isn't broken, why fix it sort of a philosophy. And right. if there was ever a time to reassess, to really get deep into how to expand, grow, and prepare for the future, mm -hmm. it's to do it when things are going well. Because yeah. once, once things begin to go downhill and the revenue isn't being generated, there's a natural tendency to make emotional decisions. And that's where entrepreneurs, business owners fall short. Okay. And so moving on, because I know there are a couple of other examples you want to give about how business owners are operating ineffectively. And you talked about their mission statement. And um, one of the things, other things that we talked about, uh, and if you can expand on, they need um, a broader management skills. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, what kinds of skills will they need? Oh, you know, um, in terms of being an effective entrepreneur, mm -hmm. it's almost as if you have to be a magician. <laughs> and, and I say magician because everyone has strengths that they can identify with. Mm -hmm. However, um, there are areas within an entrepreneur's arsenal, so to speak, that they have free reign and disposal or, or access to, and there's areas that they don't. And uh -huh. the issue is, is that uh, to be an, the most effective as an entrepreneur, it's critical to identify where you really serve your, your leadership skills best. Perhaps you are really good with connecting with the team, connecting the managers to lead, but the intricacies of of building uh, uh, support within the lowest tier of the team, getting them to feel appreciated, that may be not your strength. That may be a weakness for you. Uh -huh. and, so, and so by really appreciating the lowest or, the, or every area of the, of the team and doing things very, very specifically to tap into what gets them excited and motivated to contribute to the organization, that is, you know, what, just one of the areas where a, a leader can channel his, his uh, coaching ability if he has it or channel his leadership skill or challenge his, his relationship building capacity to build a cohesive team. And when, as a leader, when you realize that you don't have these elements, it's key to identify or have someone identify them and fill that void position someone who can establish and build those relationships that are going to produce results. Well, you know, that's really interesting what you said, because I had one of my guests a couple of weeks ago, um, his name was David Schulter, and he was making the leap from startup to scale-up. Um, and what he learned, I said, what were the lessons learned? What were some of the challenges? And what are you, you know, what, what actions are you taking? And he said what he really realized was that he was an outside man. He was very good at business development, at making relationships, at selling the, company, uh, selling the company's products. Mm. But 
at the same time, he realized that he wasn't uh, his skill sets weren't operational. He could do it, but that was not his talent. And so he 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 hired someone to be the inside man, and he was the outside man. And I think Perfect. that is an example of knowing what your skill sets are, and either you develop the management skills or you hire for those management skills. You know, at this point, Glenn, I know you have much more to say about um, you know how business owners uh, operate ineffectively, but it's time for a short break. So this is uh, Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Glenn Ramsey, founder of Inspire Nexus. You're listening to The Business Edge, giving street smart advice on how to create and grow businesses that matter, those that, that do good and do well. Stay tuned. There's a science for building a successful business. The number one requirement is that you have a management system that controls all its moving parts. Without the system, your business is disorganized. Your quality is inconsistent. Your customers complain. With this system, your business is transformed into a finely tuned machine that is innovative, productive, profitable. Sign up now for the Manage Hub Quick Start Workshop. It's completely free, and you'll get instant access to Manage Hub software, training, and support. Go from stressful to successful. Visit MarciaZidle.com. That's M-A-R-C-I-A-Z-I-D-L-E.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach. Helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My guest today is Glenn Ramsey, a valued sponsor of the Business Edge and the founder of Inspire Nexus a social inspiration network giving us real-world insights on how to prepare you and your business for upcoming challenges and growth. Um, At the end of the last segment, uh, Glenn was talking about a a couple of, I would say, mistakes uh, business owners make uh, uh, in terms of operating their business, and therefore their businesses run ineffectively. And he talked about the need to change or at least assess your mission statement um, to see if it's still relevant for today. And then he went on to um, talking about the broad management skills that are needed when, as you as you grow your company, um, and also about uh, sometimes we have to get out of our comfort zone to grow. So let's just focus on one other area uh, that. Uh, business owners need to uh, look at so that they can operate more effectively. And you, um, let's talk about vision. So, well, what is you know, what's the 
vision thing, and what is it that they have to um, uh, be concerned about? Mm. Well, you know, as an entrepreneur, when when there is a a a future of the organization, it is so incredibly important that that the 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 end game, the the vision, where you see the company going, that how you're operating today is how you are operating to achieve the vision in the future. Mm-hmm. And so and so it sounds it, it sounds cliche, but you'd be amazed to see how many businesses operate um, totally misaligned from where they're going in the future. For example, I coached a client who was very effective at producing a product mm-hmm. and uh, and they were very you know passionate about their product. They had this vision to um, become the leader in this very specific region for their product. Uh-huh. But the interesting aspect, the interesting thing about how they, how they operated was they invested time, energy, resources on social media that had an outreach far beyond outside of their catchment focus. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and they, attend, they dispatched you know, ambassador teams to uh, connect with, you know, people outside of the area. And when I mean outside, I don't mean like in proximity. I mean far away that it was almost counterintuitive why they would be investing that much money, time, and energy when their focus was much more, you know, narrowed to a very specific area. And, and, And because you know, they had this the desire to be number one. There was a, 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 mis, a mis, um, miscommunication between the management team and the leadership team between what number one really meant. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for the management team, you know, the management team was focused on taking the number one concept outside to the world, whereby mm-hmm. the leaders were focused on having the 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 number one status in a very specific area and it wasn't until there was this open uh, strategic planning and dialogue where everyone was in the same conversation and was able to um, see and hear and appreciate how everyone's vision really ties in not just from in a general way of being number one but what does number one mean to you? Like, where, how do you see this happening and playing out and getting into the very specific details? When that conversation evolved, it became apparent and very clear that they were riding on the same plane, but on two different levels. Right. And, you know, this is a beautiful example, Glenn, of what happens in many organizations, many businesses, big and small, which is there's a term that's called siloitis. Um, and just for the listeners who may not have, uh, be familiar with that term is you have different departments who, and different business units uh, and different management teams, you know, different teams all in their silos, all doing their thing um, and with their perception of a, their vision or, uh, of, of the company. But the visions don't match and they become, they compete with one another. And that's why, you know, so it's really important, I think, as you brought out, uh, to bring everyone together, whether it's a strategic planning a retreat, a team building retreat, having people over for, co- you know, over lunch. It could be very simple. And let's hammer out. Let's see. Let's compare our visions. Um, yes. And see if they're, if we're on, on the same plane, if we're on the same track. Um, really good example. Um, what was the end result of this? Are, are they still working on their, on their vision, or have they come up with that vision and it's, it's been uh, transmitted throughout the company? Well, there, there's one other aspect that it led to, which okay. opened up a, a very, very beautiful connection between the two. They were able to um, align perfectly with the mission. With the mission. They uh-huh. were able to restructure the vision plan and how they were going to execute it. Uh-huh. Uh, but what it really culminated and what made it all come together 
was the last segment, which is the purpose of uh, the organization. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and what evolved out of this was that the organization didn't have a purpose statement. Uh-huh. And so they had their mission, they had their vision, they had their values, but they didn't have their why. Yes. And so, yes. and so, and so connecting and flushing out fully their why, the why uh, answer uh, and statement, the purpose statement through that, creating that with, with them and, get, and really uh, culminating the ideas and flushing it out, we were able to, I was able to support them to develop their purpose statement. And the purpose statement is what made everything make sense. And you're just reiterating what I know from my experience, and just for the listeners out there, uh, there's a TED Talk by Simon, S-I-M-O-N-S-E-N-E-K, Sinek. I think it's S-I-N-E-K or S-E-N-E-K, but um, he talks about the why. And it has had like a million views, more than that. So I would recommend to listeners, go to TED Talk and and put Simon Sinek's name in, and you'll see his, you know, it it seems so intuitive. It seems so natural. What's the why? Um, Because that's the great motivator for people. And I think it's it's extremely important, and I would like your comment on this, uh, Glenn, I've worked for both nonprofits and for profits. In the nonprofit arena, most they have a why, and most employees can identify with the why, whatever that you know, whatever they're trying to do. But in 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 companies, you manufacture widgets. Okay, <laughs> what's the purpose? What's the why? That's going to be a little more difficult, but I think it's still doable. Do you agree on that, to come up with the why for even a manufacturing company or whatever company it is? I, I agree that there is a bit of elusiveness, even after watching a Simon Sinek's, uh, uh, you know, expanding uh-huh. on the why. There, there, there's the, the, the creation of the why, it has to be relatable. It has to be practical. And, and sometimes... You know, use I think utilizing certain terms, it could almost become cliched yeah. <laughs> until you can I, really connect with it. And and so uh, I think that what happens with many um, businesses, entrepreneurs, is that they they know why they're doing it, but often they they only scratch the surface. Yes, you know, in order for us to be in business, our purpose and why we're doing this is to make money, to uh, be successful. Uh-huh. Uh, but but uh, what is the service that's being ultimately provided here? What's what's the the, the real essence of what's being um, provided here as a service? What value are you bringing to your industry to your community? And so um, connecting with the practical application and the benefits sort of makes it more practical. Um, and, and, here's, and here's the most important, you know, thing about and, and distinction between the nonprofits and the for-profits, you know, because I've coached both. And what I realize is that the nonprofit entities are able to successfully uh, convince the, the team members uh-huh. to buy in to their purpose, their vision, because it's, it has this emotional string. It has this, this calling on your on your. On, on your inner, you know, being that you're fulfilling uh-huh. some cause. But uh-huh. even with the for-profit entities, regardless of what the cause is, everyone within the, t- within the organization can identify with being able to put food on their tables for their family, being able to be self-sufficient, being able to generate a certain amount of income to do X. And whatever that X is, everyone has this X. And if, and if everyone could create this common ground where, yes, we're in it for the money, as an example, but once we get the money, this is what we're looking to create and be and do with it. Uh, and so it's, it's really more about f- creating a foundation of, of uh, a, a foundational plate where everyone can stand on or, better said, eat from so that everyone gets why they're doing this. 
that's a really good way of talking about purpose. Um, and everyone has their why. And a good manager, a good leader, is able to distinguish or at least learn from the person what their why is to motivate them. Yes. But now I would like to um, move on because there's another question that I'd like to ask you, and it has to do with you calling yourself the blind spot coach. Um, uh, can you tell listeners more about a bit, the, about that and share examples of some blind spots of business owners and how you have coached them on the path to success? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I created this, um, this term inadvertently in a, uh, a conference. It just came out that I introduced myself as a, uh, entrepreneur, the entrepreneur's blind spot coach. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons why this came out so naturally is because in, in the 25 years that I've been in business successfully as an entrepreneur, you know, I've made mistakes. I've learned from them. And, and I've gathered this, this collection of wisdom and insights that have, uh, to me, seemed very uh, practical and not as not complicated. But when I share them with um, the, the clients that I coach, they're totally, totally blown away by the simplicity in it and how applicable it is to their business as well as their lives. And, um, you know, I, I'll give you a I'll give you two, two uh, quick examples sure. of this. You know, um, I coached a, an entrepreneur who, um, who experienced uh, uh, multiple incidences where there was a, um, a, a, a breach of, of trust or there was a theft or there, were, there, there was false reporting of results. Uh-huh. And... and you know, they they really uh, contributed these the these effects to the the poor hiring practices of the organization. But uh, the blind spot that was unfolded and and recognized after deeper you know uh, analysis was that the leader of the organization he had a practice of pointing fingers and creating a blame game conversation as a culture. Uh And so, and so whenever something happened, it was like, uh, why did this happen? Uh, who did it? (laughs) And and so, and so, you know, no one wants to, you know, receive that huge orange finger poking at them. So they did everything in their power to cover up, or to hide uh, what they did if it didn't, or it was perceived to be incorrect. And so, you know, it, the, 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 the real, you know, hammer on the head was when one particular employee wanted to feel, you know, like she got her, all her work done, and she successfully hid all of these accounts receivable um, documents in like the kitchen cabinet and in her private drawer, and and when they re- and and when there was like this real deep analysis, okay, how much revenue are you making? Where's your money coming from? Answering these questions, there was a huge gap. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and digging deeper, like wait a second, did you actually bill from this period to this period? Why is there series of intermittent missing payments? And so I said, you know, we've got to find out where the money is because it's in this office. <laughs> and, and it was, it was almost like a, a, a mind-blowing revelation that led to a confession that, oh, my God, all those papers that are stored in this, you know, person's draw or documents that were said to have been sent out but the email trail didn't match up. Uh-huh. And, and so it was, just a, it was a huge mess that led to the biggest lesson of all. And the biggest lesson in that experience was is that people really can support and, and create the face of an organization, but 
the people aren't the issue. The system is the issue. Uh. And, and when you create a system and a culture that systematically um, acknowledges people and doesn't ask or, you know, who did it and why, but say, okay, I get that's what happened, but how can we learn from this without putting the, the blame, then people become more receptive for owning the things that they're responsible for without being afraid of losing their job or being blamed or losing promotions and so forth, that the organization can shift, almost pivot their approach of productivity simply by changing the conversation. Right. And, you know, that is a a terrific example of what I would consider the, what's the culture of the organization? Is there a culture where one can say, I've made a mistake, or one could say, I'm, I'm behind in my work, or um, we're not going to meet the deadline? Um, and then you, if, that's, if, if it's okay to be open and honest, then you can, you can um, see the problem much quicker and, and solve the problem. But as you described, this business there was a culture of blame. There was a culture of hiding uh, one's mistakes. And so um, one mistake uh, became a little mistake, became a bigger mistake, became a bigger <laughs> mistake. Um, yes. And so, you know, I think culture is so important. We have a, another um, a couple minutes. Uh, would you like to uh, um, talk a little bit? You said you had another example of this. Uh, oh, man. I mean, I have... It? I I literally have an encyclopedia of different <laughs> examples that that I I've gathered in my arsenal so to speak that I you know I can find a relative you know insight wisdom case study if you will in a, on a practical level that applies to any entrepreneur who uh is stuck or any entrepreneur who wishes to grow you know, their business beyond while it's in its heyday, while it's thriving, not waiting until something happens, but really, you know, taking that fresh preventative approach and saying, you know, things are going well. Uh, How can we do it better? How can we do it smarter? I'm open Mm -hmm. to that. Right. And so it is setting up that culture right from the get-go that says, um, uh, we are going to, you know, this is our vision, this is our mission, we are all moving together uh, um, to achieve this, and it's okay if something goes wrong, tell me about it, you know, yeah. um, uh, let me know about it. I think it's, it's one, just one last thing, because we're going to take another break, but it reminds me, uh, and I know you have children, and my children are grown, I always would tell the kids, my my kids, I don't want to wait for the teacher to call me <laughs> to tell me <laughs> you did something wrong. Tell me, you know, give me a heads up. And uh, I have three, and two of them learned that lesson, and one didn't. And I think it's the same thing with uh, when you are leading employees. Be uh, it's okay to tell me if something goes wrong. Um, so, uh, I, I would you agree with that, Glenn? Have absolutely, children as well? a- absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I, I look at uh, how, how, how the organization that I run operates and I, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing character development to oversee over 50 people and interact with them and see how everyone gels well together. And you, you know, have, you know, as you mentioned, a Christmas party and people are, are in different states and connecting and like, Oh my God, you're the person I met who I've been talking to. You're so nice over the phone. Now I can put a face to the, <laughs> yes. you know? yes. so I, I think that it, it, I think that creating a, a cohesive organization, it's, it's very similar to operating a family. And, and when you're able to successfully be a good mom or dad or both, <laughs> in <some laughs> yes. instances, uh, you know, it's a, it's an, it's the, the products of it, are in a, a wonderful expression of good parenting. <laughs> uh, 
Well, on that note, it is time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Glenn Ramsey, founder of Inspire Nexus. You're listening to The Business Edge, giving street smart advice on how to create and grow great businesses that matter, those that do good and do well. Stay tuned. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn. G-L-E-N at InspireNexus.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha's Idol. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge. I'm Marsha Idol, The Smart Moves Coach helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My guest today is Glenn Ramsey, a valued sponsor of the Business Edge and the founder of Inspire Nexus, a social inspiration network, giving us real-world insights on how to prepare your business for upcoming challenges and growth. And we started um, the, the, uh, this show with the, the key question, which is, how do business owners and entrepreneurs differ? And Glenn brought up that uh, business owners are just focused primarily on the now, uh, getting the product out, making uh, the payroll. But entrepreneurs are different. They're focused on the future and how can we build our business for the future. And so Glenn talked about that and specifically about how some business owners, the way they operate are ineffective, and he covered the mission and he talked about management skills and how important vision is. But now, you know, for this last segment, I'd like you, Glenn, to give us some further insights about, you know, what is what are some takeaways that um, our listeners uh, uh, should know about? And I think you you were one of the things you talked to me about uh, during our earlier conversation was a leader must be decisive. So can you elaborate on that? Absolutely. So. You know, being decisive is a very uh, subjective term. It's a very elusive term at times because uh, a small business owner would say that being decisive is being able to say yes or no. But, you know, getting deeper on the level of an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur would be able 
you know, to be able to make decisions when they're gray, not just black and white. Uh And, uh, And a perfect example of being decisive is, you know, being able to stay steadfast uh, and going back to your, your mission, your vision, your purpose, uh-huh. and making decisions based off of those reference points. So, you know, I, I think the simplest example would be, you know, my, your, your mission statement, you know, speaks about welcoming each, you know, patient coming in with a smile, uh-huh. you know, and, and making, you know, uh, patients feel welcome and your, the customer's happy. And you hire uh, someone or your management team hires someone to be at the front desk and uh-huh. they don't smile. Uh-huh. They, they're, they're not smiling. They're not welcoming. They're very to the point. And you allow this person to remain at the facial point of your business without being decisive enough to say, wait a minute, this doesn't sit right. This person it does not represent the company. We need to put her either in the back or we need to uh-huh. replace her. Um, uh, yeah, another, another example, just going a little, a little, a little wide scale now, is uh, you know, having a, a vision that, in a, in a, a vision that specifically speaks to meeting you know, markers and milestones to execute, to get to the vision. And, uh-huh. and that being your vision... And being the leader of the organization, being the entrepreneur, operating with managers that miss the mark consistently. You're right. And so if your vision is to exceed expectations, for example, and you're consistently missing the mark, mark. Yeah. or your manager is consistently missing the mark, to leave them in that position is, will lead to the demise and the flat line of your organization. And being decisive is being able to reassess that very particular manager and, and allow that manager to either be repositioned to another place or be removed or, or have that position filled with someone and assist with a system that can produce results. And, you know, um, we do similar work, and one of the things when I interview um, successful, uh, whether it's managers, leaders, whether it's nonprofit or for-profit or government, I ask this question, which is, um, what was your biggest mistake? Mm. Uh, what if you can do over? And what I hear consistently, you know, is exactly what you're talking about, which is I held on to someone who was not right for the job. Mm-hmm. I should have let that person go or I should have found a different place for that person. And if we can, if, if that's the one thing that is the takeaway from your um, you know, you, the insights you've given, you've given many insights, but that is a, certainly one of them. So at this point, Glenn, um, I want to thank you so, so much. Um, it's been a pleasure uh, interviewing you. And as I said, you have some wonderful insights, um, lots of experience. Um, and so for our listeners, um, how can they contact you and maybe tell a little bit about the services you provide? Absolutely. So, you know, once again, for those who are listening, I'm Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur's blind spot coach, and I'll work with you, the entrepreneur, to achieve success, to reach your financial growth markers, to achieve life balance, which is a topic we will very likely get into on the next uh, interview, Uh um, you know, with the fastest results. And Uh so... You know, if you're if you're stuck, if you are, you know, at a place where you are planning for 2016 and you'd like to really get a head start or confirm and assess, you know, the intricacies and the things that very well are unnoticed right here and now in your organization, uh, you can contact me. You can send me an email and request a, um, you know, a, a, a free discovery call at G-L-E-N at InspireNexus.com. G-L-E-N, Glenn, at InspireNexus.com. And for those listeners who um, take advantage of reaching out, contacting me, and taking action like entrepreneurs do, 
within the month of December, I am giving a free month of coaching to mm. the program that we're offering. Well, you know, Glenn, um, I know how to spell um, uh, Inspire Nexus, mm-hmm. but just to make sure that the listeners out there uh, get the right URL, um, yes. you spelled out G-L-E-N, so why don't you spell out uh, Inspire Okay. Sure. Yep. So it's G L G L E N at I N S P I R E N E X U S in Glenn at InspireNexus.com. Well, and it's a great offer out there, uh, free coaching for the month of December, and it is a way to uh, get a head start on uh, 2016, which is just a month away. Thank you, Glenn. And now I would like to um, tell you about next week's program, uh, which is going to bring more magic to your leadership and business. And it is continuing this entrepreneurial discussion, it's, uh, it's surviving the entrepreneurial journey. What does it take to have an entrepreneurial mindset and how to overcome some of the mental roadblocks challenging an entrepreneur faces? As a serial entrepreneur, Raj Daniels has been actively involved in five different verticals. He will be sharing his personal journey through some of his various endeavors and how he uses his past experience to now teach and mentor young entrepreneurs and business students. He will also share why and how he has become known as a connector in the startup ecosystem and his systematic way of creating a network of people that bring value to each other. Tune in Friday, December 11th at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern to the Business Edge on the Business Channel. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make let me help you make it happen. As a Smart Moves coach, let me show you how. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or 972-380-9181. Thank you for listening to the Business Edge with Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. Remember, to be successful, you must get outside of your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Idol, the Smart Moves Coach. Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 